0: Righty-o, good morning. It is Monday the 4th of July uh, 2022. We want to be all professional. It's been a little minute and uh, I just want to say welcome back to the Out of Water podcast. I'm sorry this is probably going to be a really, really rusty one, but I'm going to try and make it a good one. I'm going to fit everything in the best I can, but it's been a while. I've been away again, haven't I? I'm, I'm a nightmare for this and I'm a nightmare for not really kind of keeping the general public in informed with what's going on. So anybody that's a regular listener to the podcast will have absolutely no clue as to where I've gone and why I've gone. So many apologies. I do apologize, but I'm back right now and I'm going to try my best to make it up to you. So I hope everybody is doing well. Um the time sure seems to be flying round. But as I said it is Monday the 4th of July. Um and we're going to get straight into a very juicy jam packed podcast. But well, before I do, I thought I'd just give a little breakdown, break it break it break it down as to where I've been. So obviously, everyone that that knows me will know I'm a family man. If it isn't about me axolotls, it's about my children. I'm very much a family man. And um, Phoebe, my youngest girl, had an appointment at the doctor's to monitor uh, a dermoid cyst is the technical term for it. I'm sure there's a big fancier word for it but she had a dermoid cyst that she was born with in her right eye. Um, They've been monitoring it since birth, and there wasn't too alarmed or concerned about it originally. However, as she's grown and got older, it has started to interfere with her vision within that eye. So the doctors were like, that kind of needs to be dealt with. So we're on a waiting list for a very short time. And then she finally got seen to at the Birmingham Children's Hospital. Um, And It was quite an in-depth surgery, actually. They didn't quite... They didn't quite tell us how in-depth it was actually going to be, but it required a donor tissue. So she had part of her front eye removed and then donor tissue stitched back in, um, and now she's on the road to recovery. That was a good few weeks ago. Um, She's still away from school. She went back last week on half days. Um, I think it's kind of set her back a little bit, if I'm completely honest. So she's now currently resting up again, trying to obviously get over the worst of it. But on the grand scale of things, everything went really well. Um, She's doing great. Um, The family are doing great around her. It's been a very, very, very testing time for us all. And that's why my free time has been non-existent. My life has been consumed by this. So uh, that's why I've been away. So apologies. Uh, Mad apologies as to why I've been away. But that is why I've been away. But I hope everybody's doing well. Um, Like I said, it's going to be a real jam-packed one today. I'm going to do everything that everybody likes to listen to. So we're going to do uh, we're going to talk about my life and what's going on in that. Then we're going to talk about the news and then we're going to end up on everybody's favorite Agony Aunt stories. Now, on the last post- last podcast before I went missing, <laughs> I did kind of bring up that I wasn't going to do the same stuff week in, week out. because I didn't want it to become stagnant and I didn't want it to become boring. Um, so I didn't do the Agony Aunt stuff the week before I left. And I received quite a lot of feedback saying, no, don't take that stuff out. That's the best stuff. So I've decided for this one anyway, till I figure out a best, better solution moving forward. We're going to do everything in one big, massive podcast. So hopefully it'll be worthwhile and hopefully you'll enjoy yourself and enjoy the listen along the way. If you're wondering, I sound a little bit scratchy. I've got a bit of a sore throat, throat going on, I'm trying to soothe it with a nice coffee over here. So I don't sound my usual chirpy self. I'm not sitting here sulking. I've just got a bit of a sore throat going on but yeah anyway i hope everybody's doing well as always i really actively encourage you guys to let me know how your lives are so if you want to reach out to anything to do with the podcast you want to just say hello you want to give a little feedback you might want to podcast gear um podcast your way over and want some advice then reach out at the out of water not the just out of water podcast um Yeah, outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. I have to keep thinking about this one. So that is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. So anything podcast related, if you want to just say hello, you have a funny story you want to share with us, or you just want to check in, that is where you're going to want to do it. I have to make it very clear though. Please don't reach me on that email address in regards to at subtle advice. Obviously, I have several other avenues you can reach me on. Yes, I know I'm a nightmare for getting back to people, but please understand that it is just me doing everything and it's impossible to get back to everybody (laughs) instantaneously. Try that again, sore throat kicking in. It's impossible for me to get back to everybody instantaneously. So that is why there's a delay over there. Um, I do try my best to get back to everybody, but unfortunately it's just impossible. So if you didn't receive a reply to your message in regards to actual care, it's nothing personal. I love you all dearly. I really do, but it's just the fact that it's just me doing it and it's impossible to keep up with everybody. Anyway, moving on. Let's have a look at what we're talking about this week. So I want to talk about a few things that are going on, obviously, in, in my old life at the moment. I think we've, it's very important to give a certain birthday shout-out. I don't believe we managed to get this one in last time, but it's one of my Patreon supporters' birthdays. So, Cressy, hopefully you'll listen to this. I hope you had an absolutely beautiful, beautiful birthday. I hope it was everything you wanted and more. So happy birthday to Cressy, who has been a long-time supporter of all things Frankie. And believe me, my dear, I appreciate you an awful lot. So thank you very much, and I hope you had a splendid day. Um, So basketball talk. Uh, I know people probably don't want to hear this, but uh, I like basketball. So I like to talk about basketball. So I apologize if I bore you about... Dun, dun, dun. Basketball, um, but a certain Blake Bowman, who was a Derby born and bred trailblazer, recently secured himself a position in the BBL, so the Pro League in the UK, and he's gone over to the Leicester Riders. I just want to wish that guy all the very best. By any slim chance, he might hear this podcast. I don't know if he listens, but if you do, my friend, I just want to wish you all the very best over in Leicester. I'm very pleased to see you staying fairly local to the Midlands. I didn't want to have to put a stalker case out and follow you around. (laughs) But seriously, mate, best of luck to you. It's a great step up from a semi-pro to a professional league. And I just want to say, firstly, thank you so much for everything you've done. For the Derby Trailblazers, you've really been an inspiration to some of the up-and-coming players and people within the academy. And I do wish you every ounce of success moving forward, my friend. I really hope it's everything you want and more. So best of luck to you, my friend, Blake. Um, So it talks about Phoebe's recovery. Um, I've also got back into gaming again. I was a bit of a gamer. Um, I used to enjoy a little bit of Xbox every now and again. (laughs) If you know me long enough, you might know that's probably a massive understatement. Um, I actually did a little bit of dibble-dabbling in regards to working in the gaming industry. Once upon a time, I used to be... (laughs) A blogger, if you will, Um, and it got me over to America. I went to E3 in Los Angeles. I also went over to Gamescom, is it? I always forget the name of the one in Germany. Pretty sure it's Gamescom, which is over in Germany. I've traveled a bit with it. It's been great fun and I've worked closely with Xbox and the Xbox UK community. And when my health kind of gate crashed and kind of bobbed out on me, I kind of gave up gaming because I thought that was one of the things that, that would definitely have to be sacrificed because... I just can't see like I used to see my have to squint. Um, it ain't pretty, all right? It ain't pretty at all. And I honestly thought that, obviously, gaming would be one of those things. A bit like watching TV. I mean, I can watch TV, but I get tired so much quicker watching TV, and I can't take in the whole screen. So all you guys with your nice, fancy TVs out there that have got these massive 50-inch-plus um, 4K HD-ready microwave bloody weather report tvs (laughs) and you've got these lovely tellies i can't focus on the whole screen i can only focus on one part of the screen if that makes sense it's a bit like tunnel vision if you will that's probably the best way to describe it it's a bit like tunnel vision um and i obviously thought i was playing competitive gaming back then before my eyesight failed me and i honestly thought that one of the things that would have to go along with the sacrifices i had to make already in regards to driving, riding a bike, just basic stuff, really. I honestly thought that gaming would be one of those things, so I decided to shut it off out of my life really quickly. Um, I stepped away from Halo, which is my absolute love. I love the game Halo. I've played it since day dot. It was the first ever online game I ever played, and I had to step away from it. I was like, I don't want to be that guy that just goes on there to press buttons and look like he's part of it all. If I can't actively contribute to my team and my teammates around me, and I can't enjoy the story like I once did because I can't see very well. I might as well just rip the Band-Aid off now, you know. So I decided to kind of step away from gaming. I came offline. I didn't go near it, and I just kept away from gaming in general uh, for a good two years. Jesus, two years. It must have been a year and a half to two years. Anyway, long story a bit shorter. Obviously, I still had the console sat there just collecting dust. Uh, my son, Josh, is an avid gamer. He's really into his games, loves his Xbox. Um, he's quite a natural at games like uh, Fortnite, FIFA. Yeah, he's quite, the, he's quite the whiz kid. So I always kind of kept in with the gaming industry through my son, and he would tell me about what was going on, what games were coming out and stuff. And then he started talking about Halo Infinite, and he was like, oh, have you seen the new Halo? And I was like, oh, don't do this to me. And I was like, no, not really. I've kept away from it because I can't play it anymore. And I was like, oh, dad, it looks amazing. You need to give it a look. Have a go at the campaign at least. So after a little bit of brain work, I decided to sit down and try it out, basically. Um, And I actually found out I was actually quite good at it still, considering how limited my vision is. I was actually quite good. I mean, I have to sit a lot closer, and I can only focus on the center of the screen, so I can only focus on where my gun points, basically. But I I decided to give it a go, and I worked out I actually wasn't quite bad at it. I was actually quite decent. I wasn't bottom of the leaderboard. I was kind of sitting about mid-range for a while. And over the past couple of months, I've been playing it on a casual basis. And I've really kind of honed my skills, if you will. Um, and I think, I think I've think i got it down. You know, I hold my own pretty well. I mean, I'm by no stretch the best gamer on the block. And I probably never will be. Um, but I'm enjoying myself and I'm doing all right. I'm holding my own against the best. Uh, so I'm quite happy with myself. So I started gaming again. And I find I've kind of reignited that love for Halo again. Um, I really hated having to step away from gaming in general, but more more so Halo, because Halo was the game I very first found when I came onto the wonderful world of online gaming. Um, So it's kind of awful to have to step away from it, but I'm back now and I'm enjoying myself. I play it on a very casual basis. I've joined a team, or a clan as we know is it. it's uh, Team Orion. Um, They're a great bunch. Um, And yeah, I'm having a really good time with it, you know, it's really... Become a little bit of a hobby of mine on the side that I do outside of everything, and um, usually, le- usually late on in the evenings because they're based on an Aussie time zone. So I have a great time with it. It's really good fun, and I just want to say thank you to the team. If anyone happens to listen to this podcast, um, GG everybody, GG. <laughs> it's been great, and I've really enjoyed myself being back part of the gaming industry again. And hopefully, one day, who knows, maybe I might get my feet wet again on the. Um, on the working side of it who knows who knows where it might take me hey eh? let's have a look anyway another thing I want to talk about is I'm growing things now I'm growing things not illegal things but I've started growing things so I ask I ask before I go into what I'm growing I ask the question when can you when do you have to stop saying oh I'm a bit old before me time oh you're a bit old before your time you are Oh, I'm getting on now. Look, I'm a bit old before my time. I'm like, when is that acceptable to stop using that? Because I am like 38 year old. So I am kind of getting old. <laughs> I thought about it the other day. I really got into it in my head. And I was like, when is it? When, when do you stop being able to use that? At what age do you go, mate, you are old. <laughs> you can't really use that anymore. But everyone likes to say that. I mean, my best mate, Nick hello Nick if you're listening he always goes to me he laughs at me because I get into things and I really go balls deep with things and growing I've been growing um some fruits vegetables and herbs and stuff like that nothing too extravagant just nice simple things in a little greenhouse I've got outside it just gives me time away from the house even if it is just in my back garden it gives me time out of the house for a few hours a day and I've been really enjoying it um just growing growing them for growing them really got no real purpose for growing them right now I'm just playing but I'm having a great time playing, but he often takes the mickey out of me. And he often says to me, you're old before your time, Frankie. You're going on now, look. You're old before your time. I'm like, when, when can you stop using that as a sentence? Because I've heard it and I've used it myself. Oh, I'm old before my time, me, look. <laughs> but when do you stop being able to use that? At what age? Is there a cutoff? I'm quite intrigued. Is there a cutoff? Let me know. But yeah, I've just been growing some herbs. Um, some, I'm going to start growing some flowers as well. I've done a few veggies. I've got some tomatoes growing. Um, some peppers, different types of peppers, lots of herbs. But I kind of learned a lesson very quickly. Slugs are the enemy out there. Slugs and snails are the enemy. Now, I let snails off because they've got a house on the back. They're doing well in life. <laughs> Slugs in the other hand. The bloody hobos that come and eat all your stuff. They drive me mad. So any tips you've got out there, I had to keep them bastards at bay. Because, yeah, unfortunately, I had it originally actually on my garden itself. It's little greenhouse that I've bought. And unfortunately, um, literally within two days of everything growing, I was so happy. I went out and everything was growing lovely. I was like, boom, look at that. Fantastic. Well, happy. Well, proud of myself here. Look, first timer doing these things. The old man that I am um and i looked in and i was really happy went out the next day literally half of everything had been eaten by slugs and i like searched the whole thing found a couple of slugs threw them out as you do um and then thought that would be that and i'd recover from it but unfortunately literally a day later there's more slugs and i'm like how do these bastards can keep finding me how is this a thing why is this a problem in my life why have slugs become the bane of my growing existence um so i moved the greenhouse i've moved it now to the concrete so any slug that gets there fuck me is going to take a journey to get there you know he's going to have to literally go over the wall around the fence over the path it's going to be horrible he's going to literally it's going to be like the sas of slugs if he makes it and since then touch wood i've had no issues it's been good i've enjoyed it it's been good i've had no problems life's been good however the damage has already been done it's a bit like emotional abuse when you go, ah, fuck off, you fucking idiot. Sorry, love. It's done now. You've said it. You can't take it back. You've said your words. That's how the slugs have treated my herbs and spices, all right? They've destroyed them. So I'm having to pretty much start over within reasons. A few things that can save. But um, people are going to, well, oh, they shouldn't eat your herbs. And I'm like, they fucking well did. <laughs> they fucking destroyed them. They slugged all over them like they've never slugged before. But, yeah, so any advice you've got, please let me know. I'd be intrigued to hear any advice. I mean, like I said, I'm literally just just dipping my toe into a very green pool because I know I've got a few friends that have been growing um, vegetables and fruits for quite some time. Uh, Alan is one of my close mates in particular. He's a wizard at it, an absolute wizard, and he's given me some sound advice. But, yeah, I'm learning. I'm having good fun with it, and that's what it's about, having fun. If you're not having fun doing something, don't do it, you know be it a career choice, be it a friendship. If you're not having fun, don't do it. Get out of it, you know. But I'm having great fun. I'm having loads of fun. I'm learning a lot. Um, And I'm just enjoying myself. I'm enjoying the little things in life. That's what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the little things in life. Speaking of the little things in life, here's one for you. I need to ask this question to my international listeners firstly, because it's a question that's been on my mind and I've not had a chance to actually ask anybody outside of the uk i don't know if this is a uk thing i'm pretty sure it very well might be but we've got a thing in this country called brand sauce brand sauce now you might think brand sauce sounds very ominous some of you might think it sounds quite innocent and anyone that eats brand sauce just refers to it as brand sauce we don't question what brand sauce is we just know it as brand sauce now obviously you got red sauce but that's tomato ketchup we know that one We've got white sauce. We don't actually call it white sauce because that sounds fucking disgusting. We've got mayonnaise, which is obviously eggs. <laughs> and we've got a few other sauces. Well, we know what they are, but we don't question brown sauce. We just go, what's that called? That's brown sauce. I'll have something out on my baking sandwiches. And you don't question what the fuck it is. What the question is, firstly, is this an international thing? Is brown sauce global? Um, or is it just... Is it just a UK thing? I'm quite genuinely intrigued by that. And then, secondly, why don't we question what the fucking hell it is? I mean, I love the stuff. I have it on everything within reason. I have mustard on most things, but I also have a lot of brand sauce on pretty much, especially a bacon sarnie. Got to be done. Bit of cheese and plenty of brand sauce. But what the fuck is brand sauce? What is it? I've looked on the bottom and none the wiser. I'm really not. I'm none the wiser. I sit there and I still question myself while I'm slapping all over my food. Don't know what the fucking hell it is. I haven't a scooby doo so I'm intrigued. Do we do you guys have this international? Is this a thing? Or is this um is this just a UK thing? And why don't we question it more? Actually, I'll tell you what I'll do. Let's make it fun. The first person that emails out of waterpodcast at gmail.com that's international, that doesn't have access to brand sauce. I'll send you a sample of brand sauce under the understanding that you'll let me know what you think about brand sauce. That's about that then. So the first listener that emails waterpodcast at gmail.com, give me a little bit of backstory. Don't just go first and expect to receive a bottle of it. Tell me who you are. Introduce yourself. Tell me what you like about the podcast and tell me about why you think you should try some brand sauce. And I'll select one of you. The first person, ideally, but if that first person emails and goes, first, me, please, here's me address. You're not going to get it. Be interesting. So the first person is interesting. <laughs> I'll send you over. I come in. I can't send you a big bottle. Because I'm guessing there's going to be custom laws on things like that. But I will send you a sample of brand sauce. Um, I'll buy you a fresh one. I won't send you my own. Send you my own brand. That sounds fucking filthy, doesn't it? It sounds like one Frankie, one cup. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, another thing I want to talk about before we swiftly move on to the news this week. First, let me just drink some coffee. One second. Um, is I've tried, I've done a bit of a test run over the last couple of days. I've really tried my best to get this podcast to not just be an audio thing. I want it to be a video podcast so you can watch it if you choose to watch it. I mean, I'm not very a big fan of watching podcasts per se. I listen to quite a few. Um, John Corrales from the Boston Celtics Journal. um, He's one that I follow quite closely. I do watch the occasional podcast by him, usually because he does it on the road. So wherever he might be with Boston that particular night, that's where he does the podcast. So It's quite fun to see. But otherwise, I don't really watch a lot of podcasts. But I did put the blinkers out there a short while ago. And asked what you guys thought. And a lot of you were saying, yeah, please, that would be good. Let's let's give it a go. Let's give it a twirl. Let's see if it works out, shall we? Uh, But unfortunately, I've got a big jock-off beard. And now I've got no exciting backdrop. So I tried to use a green screen or as good as a green screen with my my video. But when it comes to editing, it makes my beard look like it's stuck to my face. So it would be almost impossible to do it live because it would look choppy as anything. It would look awful. And then it would be an absolute dog's nightmare, a dog's dinner of a job to obviously edit it down into a video later on kind of podcast. So I think it's probably best, if it's all right with you guys, if we just stay audio, because we can listen to this on the go, can't we? You can listen to this at the gym with your headphones in. You can listen to this on the way to work or on the way back from work. It's just more accessible, isn't it? Whereas if it's going to be chatting about nothing and you're going to watch that, I don't know. It might kill some of the illusion. I don't know. Let me know. But if you don't agree with me there and you think, well, actually, I'd quite like that. Maybe you should give it a second go. Then again, let me know. And I probably will give it a go. And any advice anybody's got for me out there on how to make it so it doesn't chop my beard off and make it look like George Michael. Obviously, a quite a chunkier version of George Michael. But George Michael, nevertheless, please let me know. Uh, I'm just double-checking my little list here, because I'm I'm an old man now, and I have to have a little list to make sure I don't forget anything. Oh, that's the one. It's one more thing, and I wanted to talk about this after having several conversations with my littlest princess, Phoebe. So, me and Phoebes, we talk a lot. We do. We talk on the way to school. We talk on the way back from school. Uh, We talk a lot, and some of the conversations we have are pretty special, you know? Pretty special indeed. But one thing I absolutely love in particular about our Thebes, is she's got a very good understanding with the afterlife and how things work when you're not here anymore. Now, I've always been quite open um, about the fact that you don't live forever, (laughs) because you don't. Um, I was raised in my family, whenever you brought up death or the thought of somebody not being around anymore, it was almost shut down and shunned for talking. Don't talk about it, don't be morbid, don't be morbid. And you'd move on from it. So as a child, I didn't ever didn't very didn't have very much of a an understanding of the afterlife or the belief of the afterlife even, and such things as angels and reincarnations and whatever you might believe, you know, you're very much entitled to believe what you want to believe. Um, I never had any of that. I mean, my family was very religious. I mean, my grandparents were like Catholic, like strict Catholic, and I think I kind of drove them mad, especially in my teens, with how many rules I must have broke. Um, but they were very religious or oh, remember it very religious but it wasn't until my grandparents um got very very sick that religion and afterlife and heaven was only gently mentioned then it wasn't really talked about you know because every time it got bought up by myself or somebody close by it was always shot down like don't be morbid don't talk like that no one wants to hear that. So I didn't really know what to make of the thought of afterlife and angels and stuff like that. But I've had this conversation with Phoebe's not like, I want to talk to you about dying. When you die, you go to heaven or you don't, any, none of that. I've just been having generalized conversations with my daughter. And she's got a quite, a quite a beautiful thought on what happens to you when you're no longer here. And I love it. And I just wanted to share it with you because it really touched me. So she turned around to me the other day on the way home from school and she went, Dad, And she went, I went, yes, darling. And she went, do you know when you're really old? And I was like, I am really old, like joking. I am quite old, but you know, joking. I said, no, no, when you're really, really, really old. And I was like, right, yeah. And she's like, and you're not here anymore. I was like, yeah. And she went, will you be an angel and watch me from the sky? And I was just like, whoa, yeah, I'll always be with you. I'll always be with you. And she's like, good, that makes me feel happy just what happens and she asked me she asked me outright and I just said well I like to think that when we're not here anymore we become a loose a loose spirit if you will and we can do the things that we couldn't do on earth maybe through health problems and stuff so maybe we can all fly around heaven and I made it really fun and childlike and she's really enjoyed the idea of it and she's like wow that sounds like a really magical place that like a theme park and I was like yeah yeah I guess it is like a theme park and she was really like mesmerized by the idea of it and and since then and um, we've kind of we've we've kind of built on that and we've kind of got to this point now where death isn't the end so to speak you know and i think listen believe what you believe believe what you want to believe that's fine but i think you you can rest a child's mind with the thought of god forbid when i'm not here i'm still going to be around if 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 i can to watch over you all of you collectively then that's pretty special. You know, that's a pretty special thing. And I just love the innocence of children. I love the outlook on the world that they have in compared to an adult, because we're kind of henpecked into a way of believing and living, aren't we? Like we live like you are born to work. And although we're all guilty of working harder, at least the majority of us are, of working hard at our things in life, whether that be your children, whether that be your career, whatever it might be, you kind of henpecked into an idea of right, you're born, you go to school for how many years, you don't want to be at school, but you have to be at school. And then when you finish school, well, you can either go to college or university or you get a job. That's it. <laughs> and I think it's um I think we kind of just like henpecked into a way of looking at life and looking at the world. And I think sometimes um we forget the beauty of the things around us you know and I think definitely in my older say old like I'm about 50 60 years 70 but as I get older I realize the things that are important to me and I also look back on the things that used to be important to me that just aren't important to me anymore and I think a lot of that is inspiration from my children I look at them and I see how happy and content they can be with the smallest things in life you know and I just love it and I kind of I kind of gravitate towards that you know but children are pretty damn innocent aren't we we corrupt them <laughs> and the system and the world corrupts them but a child is so beautiful and so genuine and so pure um I think sometimes we to take a bit of a closer look at them you know and the things they do and the things they say but yeah I brought a lot of peace to her that day the thought that when daddy isn't around anymore I'll still be watching over you it's pretty special pretty special so yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you all. Because like I said, it kind of hit me in the feels. It kind of caught me off guard a bit as well. It did. It caught me off guard. But um, yeah, I mean, I know we all have different beliefs, but I think sometimes, you know what I mean? If little things can be done and said to the, at the right moment, then it brings peace to somebody. Then it's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? It's just got to be a good thing. Anyway, we're going to move on there. am going to move on from my stuff. I quite like my stuff, by the way. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, I really enjoy talking to you about my real life and what's going on in it and like engaging you guys in that um so let me know how you feel about that because this is the sort of stuff i want to do um most weeks if not every week you know i mean some weeks i'm probably not gonna have much to talk about what some weeks i will so if it's something you want to hear and you want to engage with then please let me know again out of water podcast at gmail.com so we're gonna jump into the um the news the news of the week. So the first one, the first headline reads, uh, Ukraine, Hampshire, wheelie bin found 1,200 miles away in conflict-torn country. So the Tess Valley Borough Council wheelie bin was spotted by a journalist reporting on the conflict in Ukraine, who posted the video on Twitter Okay, so a Hampshire wheelie bin has been discovered 1,200 miles away in the conflict-torn Ukraine. The Test Valley Borough Council, the TVBC, to be more precise, uh, bin, black bin, who was spotted by a journalist close to the Polish border. Um, the gentleman who was reporting on the war in Ukraine for the AP News Agency posted a short video of it on Twitter. He saw the out-of-place black wheelie bin last Friday, as he was leaving the area where he had been working for the past two weeks. Um, It said the bin was on the side of the road in Helinksty. Is that Helinksty? Just before crossing into Poland and was being used by the border guard station. So the question we all ask is how the fucking hell, that wheelie bin, take that fucking life-changing trip to Ukraine. How? How did that even happen? So he asked them, he asked them on Twitter, and he hey, any one of your bins make it over to Ukraine. <laughs> and when pick up, trying to be funny, isn't he? I like him. The TVBC, which covers the towns of Romsey, responded, Hi, Philip. um I've checked the notebook and we don't seem to have, I don't know why I've gone to some crazy accent here, but I'm running with it. We don't seem to have a stuck answer for this query. Can I ask where in the Ukraine this is? so no one knows how the fucking other wheelie bin. (laughs) no one's got any answers for the wheelie bin's disappearance and i mean i'm glad he's been i'm glad he's been found but jesus christ how did that even happen imagine that how would you get a wheelie bin that far over though like before, I was like, oh, I'd probably use it to send supplies over. And that's probably how it did. But even a wheelie bin, a wheelie bin, out of everything you could use, a wheelie bin. I'd love, I wish wheelie bins could talk in, just not all the time, at do me head in. Can you imagine going out in your underpants at half past 11 at night to put the wheelie bin out? Hey, I thought you were fucking coming out, you bastard. Fucking shut up, Do you? <laughs> you had it, wasn't it? But I wish wheelie bins could talk just for that moment, so he can tell us his backstory. Well, it all it all happened. Um, I was on a very quiet road, and, well, these bastards came over and filled me with clothes, and then um, before I knew it, I was gagged, blindfolded and put on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, wheelie bin. We've got you. So where have you been? Where have you wheelie bin? Oh, that's a terrible dad joke. So anyway, there's no, there's no answers for that. We've got no answers as to where or why the wheelie bin <laughs> ended up in the Ukraine. I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Any any suggestions anybody? Because I haven't got any. So if you've got some. You're already beating me. <laughs> right moving on to the next one. So the next headline reads. Um, let me find it sorry. A four year old boy has been linked to an F1 star. Max I don't even know how to pronounce that after he stole his mother's car for a test drive in the Netherlands. Excuse me, a four-year-old, a four-year-old, a four, one, two, three, four, four-year-old stole a fucking car. How the fuck did he reach the fucking pedals? So the police in the city said the star, the star, the child, Okay, <laughs> can't give him too much fame here, aren't I? The child crashed into two parked cars and was found alone by a bystander walking around in his pajamas and bare feet on Saturday. The child had taken his mother's car keys to go for a drive after he'd woken up on Saturday when his father went to work, according to the police. Over on Instagram, the force said they discovered a new Max Vepiston, or Verstappen? Verstappen, 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 hello, and <laughs> No one was hurt in the incident. Uh, police contacted the boy's mother. And while he spoke to her on the phone, the boy gestured the steering wheel, which led the police to think he may have been driving. <laughs> so they didn't find him in the car. The clever, sh- the clever shit crashed the fucking car and then thought, oh, shit, I'm off. <laughs> and he ditched the fucking car and the keys, I assume, um, and then just you went for a walk. And then he-, and he got stopped by the police. He did the arm gestures of, drivey 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 driving, 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 driving. They're like this little fuck has had a car ain't he uh, so he made the decision. just had been driving uh, he taken taken to the scene the child was asked if he knew how the car worked police said <laughs> police said he opened the car with the keys put the key in the ignition and went to the clutch with his left foot and stepped on the gas he knows more than i do fucking jesus Fortunately, the adventure of the mini driver ended with a bang. Fortunately, ended with a bang. The adventure of the mini driver ended with a bang, police said. That's not fortunate. That's terrible. Uh, the child was checked by paramedics and taken to the police station where he was given a hot chocolate and asked, Where he was from. If I did that, if I nicked a car, crashed it into two more cars, walked around fucking town in my pajamas and nothing on my feet, and then when I got caught, I went, drivey, 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 drive, drive I'd be sectioned, then I'd be fucking locked up for a week, wouldn't I? While they investigated. I won't get no fucking hot chocolate. No, no, I won't get no fucking hot chocolate. So the the key is, everyone, start them out young. Because when they're four, they get away with it. So send them into bank robberies. Fuck it. Why not? They're going to get hot chocolate and a pat on the arse. Hot chocolate. Pat on the backside and off you go. So bank robberies, uh, general shoplifting, uh, muggings, uh, grand theft also. Clearly, we have we have experience in that department as well. Uh, what else could we do? I don't know. It's hit men, fuck them. They get caught murdering somebody or on the process to murder someone, they get a hot chocolate, they get rewarded. It's so good. <laughs> Obviously, don't send your kids out into war zones, that's crazy. But, yeah, apparently, if they get caught, nothing happens, so it's all right. Uh, so just 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 roll with it. <laughs> I'm making notes of all these headlines, by the way, because these are freaking hilarious. So there you go, children. Um, crime does pay in chocolate, apparently. Uh, so the next headline reads, a woman who says she fell in love with a married ragdoll. Wait, let me start that again. A woman who says she fell in love with a ma- with and married, sorry, so it's about to say all sorts of questions there. So, a woman who says she fell in love with and married a ragdoll her mother made for her says she has now had a baby with him. Fucking hell, here we go. Fruit Loop Central. Uh, so, the lady who's 37 complained to her mom that she was single and wanted someone to dance with. Fucking hell. So, she got her needle and thread out and created a character called Marcelo. Hey, the crazy Marcelo. She said that she fell in love with him straight away and has now fallen pregnant. Fucking Jesus. She even claimed that she put on four libs. No, it's not libs. How do you, what, how do you say that? LBS. Like, what is that? It's four, is that four pounds? I've never, I've never known that. I'm thick, all right. I've never known what that means the libs bit. The libs. So she's put on four libs during her pregnancy. Not wanting to give birth out of wedlock. Oh, fucking hell. She ar- I can't read this stuff. She arranged a wedding in front of 250 family and friends before going on a honeymoon in Rio de Janeiro. She said that she later gave birth to a new ragdoll in and a 35-minute labour at home with a doctor and nurse present she said that the it was pain-free. Well, of course it was, because there's nothing coming out of your foo-foo. It was also live stream... This is for money. It's got to be for money. It was also live stream online with 200 people watching. Fuck off. Fucking Jesus Christ! The ragdoll, look, the fucking husband in this story, looks like a cross between Michael Myers meets Borat. You'd make it out what you freaking will. Jesus Christ, everyone. So she said, it was a wonderful day for me. Very important and very emotional. He is a man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. Of course, he's a fucking ragdoll, you lunatic. Doesn't fight with me, doesn't argue, and he just understands me. So there you go we've worked it out after how many years of wondering what women really want just fucking shut the fuck up that's what they want don't lift a finger but don't moan about it <laughs> don't suggest what's for tea or what's on the tv but don't moan about it <laughs> ladies are looking for a fucking giant rag doll so basically a hump of junk that doesn't say fuck all uh, Marcelo is greater than a faithful husband, she says. He is such a man, and all women envy him. Do you, ladies? Do you? It was because I didn't have a dancer to go to the party with. I would go to these dancers alone and always have to find a partner there, which was very awkward and very antisocial. Then he entered into my life, and it all made fucking sense. Of course it did. Gee, I tell you what, if I went out anywhere, to the supermarket, to the park with my kids, taking the dog for whatever, and I seen that fucking doll walking around with a woman, or well obviously the doll will not be walking around, she'd be dragging him like a bloody corpse, I'd fucking call the health fucking department and have her sectioned. Honestly, this, this is criminal. <laughs> so the wedding was a wonderful day. Uh, very important. Very emotional. It was. He's the love of my life. From the moment I walked, I can't even take it seriously anymore. Then the wedding night with my husband, Marcelo. We enjoyed the wedding night a lot. He has so many great qualities. He doesn't do nothing. But <laughs> we get told off and we don't do anything. <laughs> he on, no problem. But the only downside is he's <laughs> he's lazy is fucking lazy he's a right lazy bastard you know i went to work 12 hour fucking shift i left in there sat on the couch with his fucking coffee right fucked off to work 12 hour shift did i mention that 12 hour fucking shift i came home right that lazy bastard is in the same fucking clothes i left him in and another fucking coffee sat right beside him he sat there all day drinking coffee He's not done nothing else apart from that. The lazy, rag dolly bastard. That's all he's done all fucking day. <sighs> it's true. Marcelo got me pregnant. He didn't take care of himself, and he didn't use a condom. Fuck me, I've had enough of this story now. I, I can't help but read it because it's mental. There's actual photos. Honestly, this is why the world's going mad. Because we're letting people like this just crack on, aren't we? Jesus Christ! There's fucking photos, there's wedding photos and everything. Took my glasses off now. Bad idea. I can't see what's going on. Probably a blessing with this story, but oh, glasses back on. So I didn't feel the contract. Oh God! Here we go. I don't. I think I've had enough of this. Do I carry on? I, I think I'm done with this one. So, oh, this, this, I know we've had a laugh at it, and this is what this podcast is all about, having a jolly good laugh and a good time of things. But I genuinely think it's things like this that I'm sending our world crazy. Now, some people go, leave her alone. It's harmless. It makes her happy. She's happy. Look at her. She's happy. She's happy. Why you have to Nothing to do with you. Is it anything to do with you? Keep your nose out there. Nothing to do with you, is it? You nosy bastard. Whereas my brain just goes... Blah, 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 blah. That's mental. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was me mom or my sister or anybody for that matter i'd like to think i'd like to think i'd pull him aside and go sorry look i'm really sorry but the thing is marcelo is he's he's, he's he's not real so that's probably why it's a bit of a lazy shit um what we're going to do, right? Get your clothes on. Get some clothes on. Get your slippers on. Or your crocs. Whatever does it for you. We're going to go for a little drive. OK. Um, oh, look. There's a hospital over there. <laughs> Shall we just pull in? I do with a bit of the break. <laughs> Excuse me, doctor. <laughs> she thinks Marcelo is real. If you could just have a word with her. Right. I'll leave you then. I'll see you. See you next week. Vroom! <laughs> and I'll be gone. I'm sorry. These, that is surely, surely, fucking surely a mental illness. Come on now. Please let me know what you think. Please. I'm, I'm begging people to reach out for this one. Out of water podcast at gmail.com. Please let me know. Now, the obvious logical, if there is any sanity left in this story, is she's doing it for fucking clouds and money. Probably the case. I mean, it did say that she live streamed the birth. To over 200 people, but well, that was fucking good TV, wasn't it? What should we watch tonight? Love, should watch watch Emmerdale? No, a bit bored of Emmerdale, Corey. You want to watch a bit of Carnation Street? No, a bit bored. How about this woman give birth to a ragdoll baby that she's married to husband? Carmelo, should we watch that instead? Yeah, get it fucking on, get popcorn out. <laughs> when does this become a mental illness? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jesus, ragdoll, ragdoll marriage making notes of these i've I've got to because these are bonkers right the next story so the headline reads man who was paid accident accidentally pay i take that back man who was accidentally paid 286 times his salary resigns and disappears (laughs) some might call him a genius So, a man in Chile has legged it after he was accidentally paid 286 times his usual salary. Uh, the banking bungle, excuse me, I'm burping out. Yeah, occurred in May with the man pr- uh, promising his boss that he would return what was overpaid to him. But instead, he quit his job and he's since vanished. What a fucking G. He better have enough to live on for the rest of his days here let's be real here most people would probably do the same thing well i got overpaid once i was working i was only young at the time just become a dad um and i was working shift work fucking horrible job absolutely fucking hated it and i went to my bank on payday uh, to draw the money out and obviously pay me bills and whatnot and they'd paid me like four times as much as they should so there was literally thousands in my account and i was like holy shit but I was far too nice and far too honest. And I just ran them up and I was like, uh, I think you've made a bit of an error. <laughs> and they weren't even aware of it. This is the best bit. They weren't even aware of it. I mean, obviously at some point they would have been, but it was um, it was all there for me not to tell them and just fuck off because it was only a temporary job anyway back then. Um, so I could have quite easily just played dumb to it, you know, but I'm far too nice and far too innocent. So no, I wouldn't do that personally. I'd be too frightened to do that. Anyway, the company accidentally paid him around 165.398.851 Chilean pesos instead of his usual 500,000 pesos. I'm hoping I'm saying that's right. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Apparently, we were all butchering Axlotl, by the way. It's Axlot. That's how you meant to say it. I've been told that hundreds of times by native people, and I respect that completely. I really do. I just thought I'd throw that in there while we're talking. Um, for those playing along at home, that's about one thousand. 000... So it's about one hundred forty-eight thousand in UK. Uh, he normally gets paid around four hundred and fifty. So he's basically, he's basically seen his chance to fucking run for the hills. Auntie, he? he's got his money. He thinks, fuck this. I'm gonna take me fucking a lifetime to earn that money. I'm off. <laughs> now I wonder. I wonder what the law is around that. I wonder if that's like a massive criminal offence, because technically that's not his money, right? But also it wasn't his mistake. It's not as if he robbed them. He didn't go in there with a bad and rob him, did he? So I wonder to myself what the law would be around that. I mean we're talking a different country here as well, but I'm quite intrigued to know what the laws would be. Because you could argue, well that ain't my fucking fault. You overpaid me, that's your fault, and I'm off. Do. or you could go you're a thieving bastard it weren't your money to spend and you damn well knew it that's why you fucking ran off you fucking money grabbing scroogey mcduck bastard where where does things stand on that one i'm quite intrigued um what would you do be honest i'll tell you what let's play let's play this game let's play devil's advocate here what would you do on a serious and let's say You're in a similar position to this. Let's say you get £500 a month for a part-time job and you go to your bank one morning and you've been paid how many times more than that? And there's a good amount of money in there. I won't put a figure on it, but there's a good amount of money in there that you could live off comfortably for the next 20, 30, 40 years. What would you do? Would you fuck off? Would you take the opportunity and fuck off? Or would you be far too innocent and honest? um and just tell them excuse me i think i owe you 2.4 million (laughs) pounds what would you do serious question i'm quite intrigued let me know out of water podcast at gmail.com let me know what you'd do and be really honest and if you don't want me to i'll read them out on the podcast if you do get hold of me but if you don't want me to just say thanks but no thanks don't read this one out or keep your name out of it or keep my name out you keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth <laughs> let me know what you want if you want me to keep your name in there i will if you prefer me to keep it anonymous then i will keep it a anonymous inonymous so let me know anyway so the guy run for the ills, it hasn't been caught um he's left has he left his family as well yeah yeah, he's disappeared. Or maybe they know where he is and he's keeping on the low low. That's what I'm writing him. But yeah, he's fucked off anyway. He's resigned and he's fucked off with the money. So can I fault the guy? Probably not, if I'm totally honest. I mean, listen, I couldn't do it myself. But I'm not too pissed at him for doing it. <laughs> it is what it is, isn't it? End of the day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. Right, the last headline reads, First look at the new horror film called Winnie the Pooh. Blood. And honey. Now, is blood and honey a reference to blood as in bloodshed and honey as in money or honey as in women? What's the reference there? We'll find out. Please let there be a trailer. I've heard about this movie. I thought someone was pulling me twango and they told me about it, but I've heard about this. Anyway, everyone's favourite bear, Winnie the Pooh, has left the 100-acre wood on a foray into the horror genre. Yes, you read that correctly. Thank you very much for clarifying. The bear is back with a vengeance in an up and coming movie called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Surely Disney are not behind this one. Imagine. (laughs) Yes, I've read that bit. Sorry. The horror film is the latest independent. Oh, it's an independent flick uh, from director Reese Frake Waterfield. Say that with a mouthful of cock. And is now to be confused, and not to be, oh, not to be confused with Disney's jolly honey guzzling filthy bastard version of the yellow bear. This version of Winnie the Pooh looks far more morbid than the bear you remember, as it appears to be a bloody slasher film. Uh, throwing back to the gory glory of the old early nineties. From the look of the film stills, there's no trailer yet. Then. Uh, This Pooh isn't an actual bear or an animal, but a man in a mask. Oh, the worst type of fucking bear. We see someone uh, who we assume is Winnie the Pooh with a sledgehammer behind the wheel of a car. Uh, There's also a snapshot of Winnie the Pooh and a character that looks an awful lot like Piglet. You know, piglet, that fucking stuttering pig. Yeah, piglet him. sneaking up behind a woman chilling in a hot tub. Let me just, my brain's done a really f- weird thing there. It's told me that the piglet's in the hot tub. He's not in the hot tub, is he? The woman's in the hot tub, and he's there. We go. He's sneaking up, up on that. There we go. Get, get there in the end. Goes, Give me for a minute. There's even a get-out smeared in what looks like blood on the windows of the presumably isolated house that has the main characters or that all the main characters are res- residing in. Not a whole lot is known about the film so far as the producers are yet to release a trailer, but this looks set to be Winnie's worst adventure yet. I was hoping there'd be a trailer. It looks like it ticks all the boxes of a teen slasher from the from the yesteryear. More fresh takes on Winnie could be on the way, with the famous bear officially entering the public domain on the 1st of January 2022 okay that's right blood and honey didn't need disney's approval as there's no longer as they no longer have the rights to their a.a milne's works behave yourself did you know that winnie the pooh oh that's news to me that's more scary than the fucking arrow movie so winnie the pooh disney doesn't own the rights to it anymore how strange is that could you so, obviously, it was originally by A.A. Milnes, wasn't it? And apparently, according to this story anyway, um, Disney no longer own the rights to Winnie the Pooh. Jeez, that would be more of a story, wouldn't it? I should have found that one. I'm bookmarking that one for next time. <laughs> Winnie no longer. He's Ned's Disney. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to talk about it on next week's podcast. So, yeah, apparently, Winnie's out. He's out in his old ear. I guess it's all money laundering again. Money, 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 as it always is. So, yeah, what do you think? Are you down for a Winnie the Pooh horror movie? Or is that too for you? I don't know. Let me know. Um, I think I'll have to give it a lot. I'm a bit of a sucker of horror movies, but I always watch horror movies on my own. I don't know if that says anything about me as a person, or I just, no one no one really watches horror movies around me. So it's just me on my lonesome. So, um, yeah, kind of sad, really. I'm sure that's how psychopaths start watching crazy movies on their own in the dark. Oh, this is a good movie. I watched this on my <laughs> own. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that for this week. That is the uh, news out of the way. We're now going to jump into the Dear Debbie Downer stuff. If you're new to the podcast, the Debbie Downer stuff is basically an agony aunt part of the podcast where I go around the interwebs and I found I find some legitimate. Agony aren't stories, and then I answer them back almost as if they've written to me. Just to clarify, they haven't written to me because why on earth would anybody want relationship advice from me? If your Willy ain't working, I'm not your man. (laughs) But anyway, let's move on to the dear Debbie Downer part of the podcast. Let's go. Ah, I'm so annoyed. Right. So, this podcast is recorded in segments of like 25 to 30 minutes. Um, And then it's basically jigsawed together at the very end. Now, unfortunately, for whatever reason, the podcast, the last part of the podcast didn't save. It got corrupted, the file did. So unfortunately, I don't have any Debbie Downer stuff for you this week because it would be doing you a disservice if I sat here and tried to re-record what I've just recorded. It wouldn't be natural. It wouldn't be what the podcast is all about. So, what a crappy way to end this this comeback podcast. But I apologize, I don't have any Debbie Downer stuff this week. I apologize tenfold. But it's just something that's completely out of my control. Now, if you were on the podcast listening live, you would have obviously heard that. So, congratulations if you were, because you're one of the very, very few that will ever hear that. So, I'm absolutely gutted. But anyway, I'll be back next week. There'll be more Debbie Downer stuff. We'll have fun, I'm sure. But do get in touch. I really want to hear from you about the brand source stuff as well. So that's outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, that is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, toodle-doo.